1: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
0: Everybody, welcome
2: back to another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast brought to you by Huntworth. Huntworth bringing you quality hunting clothing and packs at a price you deserve. Check them out at homeworthgear.com all right we got john back on the podcast for this one um just kind of outlining our turkey seasons and um the total archery challenge prep um kind of where we're at with that this year uh you know been doing a little bit more shooting um getting my brother-in-law Chris set up. Hopefully Frank's going to be able to shoot, uh, long distances this year, um, and kind of complete the whole thing. So, uh, heading to the range with him tomorrow to set up his new site. But, um, my turkey season, um, as if you follow us on Instagram, um, I got a hell of a story because I'm an idiot. And, uh, all I can say is the world's worst bow hunter has struck again. And, um, you guys are going to enjoy this one. Uh, but it goes into, you know, uh, some questions that I have about bow hunting turkeys and kind of how we feel. So I'd like to get your guys' opinion on that. Um, So if you see this uh, post on Instagram, uh, (laughs) leave a note on there and and let me know what you think. uh, A, of the story, but then B, like I said, I pose a question in here um, where I'm, I'm kind of at a crossroads, I feel like. But anyways this this podcast you guys are, are you know this is one of those kind of like bs podcasts where it's just me and John hanging out um talking about our seasons and uh, and all that but it's it's fun um a couple housekeeping things i'm on the board now for the and bowman's club and june 3rd there's going to be a 3d shoot and swap meet out there um uh, so you can go there i think it's like 10 bucks there's going to be food. There's going to be novelty shoot. Uh, if you're a member uh, and you bring a non-member, uh, it's going to be half off for both of you or your fr- buddy gets in free. Uh, just trying to get some more people out there uh, to kind of get through the club to see that. And then uh, June 5th starts our Broadhead League. And what's interesting about that is like what's, like the only Broadhead League, I think, in the state. um, Apparently, it's very challenging. I'm going to try and make it out there. And you don't have to be in the league to to participate. So you can go out there. You can pay the whole league fee for the whole year. Or if you can only go one month or one week out of the month or something like that, uh, it's 5 bucks. So you get to shoot, hang out, see the club. $5. That starts June 5th. So just a couple of things um, there. Uh, this podcast, we also talk about Total Archery Challenge and... Um, that's going to be an opportunity to see uh, a bunch of stuff. Um, a bunch of our sponsors are going to be up there. Latitude's going to be up there. Uh, the Zinger guys are always up there. They're going to have their arrows and uh, all that stuff. Genesis 3D is going to be up there. And if you saw their um, saddle spanner, I'm not sure what he's calling it. I've got one actually in my hand right now. Um, I saw this a couple of weeks ago. Super cool product. Um, I was a little skeptical at first. Where I was like, oh, you know, you don't really need it. It's it's one of those things where, oh, people are just being sissies. It's going to be something that's going to be in the way. Um, but I bet you I was in the saddle for probably close to a half hour talking with Austin, messing around with it, vetting it. And what a cool product. And uh, the way that I look at stuff like that is once I'm sitting in the saddle, and whatever saddle it is, if I don't notice that I'm in the saddle anymore and I'm just comfortable. Um, You know, I'm not having to adjust uh, any of that. Then that's kind of like a marker of success. And with that device um, really, really fit the bill. And for those long all day sits and stuff like that, it really doesn't matter what saddle you're in. Uh, You're going to do some adjusting um, and anything that can decrease that, amount of movement, um, I think is going to be good for everybody and it doesn't weigh anything. It's not obtrusive. Uh, so really super cool. He's got another product coming out, um, that I'm pretty excited about, um, here soon. And uh, once, once he starts uh, showing that one off, I'll, I'll kind of give my opinions on that, but I've got another, another one in hand. That's, uh, that's super cool that I'm really excited about. Nothing too groundbreaking, uh, but it just solves a problem for uh, me specifically, uh, so I'm excited about that. But, you know, we're super happy to have these uh, sponsors come on that take our opinions, that run with the ideas that we have, that that value our opinions, and that they give back to our Patreon. So, you know, Patreon is crowdfunding for creators. It allows us to do stuff like the cookout that we're going to do up at the Total Archery Challenge that we've always been doing the last, you know, four years or so, and, you know, go to these shows, go meet people, go, go to these shoots, um, all that sort of stuff. Uh, but then also, you know, give back to the people that directly support us. And, you know, like Huntworth, they give away one of their suits every quarter. Um, Zinger and Kanati give away a, a set of arrows, uh, you know, Vitalize Seed, Lucky Buck. I just got like 20 buckets of Lucky Buck showed up at my house um, for the UP. Vitalized seeds already uh, starting to pop up out of the ground up in the UP. And then my cousins got some over in Wisconsin. Um, looking really good. Uh, excited about that. Just dropped off some to Mark for our food plots around here. Uh, really looking forward to that um, just just to see how, how that's going to work out for us. But they give away some of that. You know, Lucky Buck, you know, Big Shot Targets gives away a target, Um, and as we're getting ready for Total Archery Challenge, I talk about that, about what I've been doing to kind of work through my release. My shot process has been super helpful, but, you know, all these companies give back, and we're coming up on... Uh, the end of the second quarter here. So we're going to be giving away. We'll announce that uh, right around total archery challenge time. Uh, So if you're not a Patreon, you want to get in on some of those giveaways, you want to support the show, you want to come up and see us at total archery challenge. We got our uh, Patreon hunt coming up and then we've got our spring bear hunt in the works for next year. Um, All this stuff, super cool. Uh, Just a great community that we're building. Um, But you know, that that's really what we do this for is for the community we'd be hunting we'd be talking about gear we'd be doing all this stuff anyways it's just so great that you know we can share this stuff with you guys and uh we got companies that support us in doing so so anyways hope to see you at the total archery challenge you got like two or three weeks until we're we're ready so get those bows out start shooting if you haven't been set your tight your tapes Get your process set and uh we'll we'll see you next time. You guys are gonna you guys are gonna love this story. I'm such an idiot. Thanks for listening. All right everybody, Adam and John back with another episode of the Bow Hunter Chronicles podcast. Who's John? Yeah, who's John? Who's this guy? Um so John, what's new? What's the uh what's the status on the house?
1: What's been what's been taking up your time? Just house. It's that's what takes up all my time, and the turkeys, the fuckers, torment me every day. I so I left for a
2: week, and we'll get into the turkey stuff here because I got a hell of a story. <laughs> but uh, <Can't>. twelve of <laughs> them. <laughs> so uh, I left for a week, and you're like, "All right, well, Friday, Saturday, we're gonna get the roof, like start working on the roof." And I came back, and there's like there was one piece of sheeting on the roof and now
1: there's like four pieces of sheeting on the roof. I I don't know where. So I, well, (laughs) I went back to work on other projects and then I went up and helped Ed do his footings for his house. So I went up there Wednesday night. We did the footings Thursday. Then by the time we got done cleaning up and doing everything the truck got pushed out, like he had to have a pumper truck and, The pumpers' first job turned to shit, so he got there late to us. And then, anyway, it was like 5 o'clock, so I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to stay. What's the point? It's supposed to rain on Friday anyway. So I ended up staying night Thursday up there and then came home Friday morning, which it rained, and then so I spent the rest of the afternoon shop vacing, Oh my God. So John shop back in his
2: uh, house is hilarious. Cause he's got his ear muffs on. He's, he's scooping up the water with a, with a shop back, you know, he's got the generators going and Frank and I went over there after we hunted and we'll get into that hunt here in a minute, but we're over there and we're just watching him. We were watching him for five minutes and like, he's, you know, He's completely on un, like unaware that we're there. He's oblivious. And uh, we're trying to figure out how to mess with him. So he unplugged the, the shot back from the generator and it, it, it happened exactly like the way that we envisioned it. And I wish I would have videoed it, <laughs> but, you know, he looks down at the shop back and he's like, like flipping the, f- the switch on it. And then he looks up
1: and his eyes got like as big as saucers. And he was like, Whoa! <laughs> Yeah, like, you guys got me on that one. And normally I don't like get s- startled, but I was like, I'm like, I'm just in the zone. I'm like shop vacuum, in, chewing, spitting on the floor, vacuuming it up. Like, hey, it's, it's already wet. What's, you know, <laughs> freaking all of a sudden it turns off. I'm like, what? The- what the fuck's going on? And then I turn around and look and here's I mean and it's like fifteen feet and here's these two ugly bastards like staring at me. I'm like, Jesus Christ. So Oh, it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, about you know, shit my about had to go to the Port of John. Uh so um but, got- but yeah, so well the uh, I mean just had some setbacks. Like we set to all the trusses, you know, and then come to find out seven of the trusses were bad. So then that we had to wait. I don't know, it took them a week to get new trusses sent out or built. Then I had to bring a crane in, pull those trusses off. Then they almost all tipped over once we started unbracing them to pull the seven bad ones out. Cause it wasn't like seven in a row, there was like one bad one, two good ones five bad you know it was so need to say that and then i'm by myself like so and nothing with this house is easy it's not just like a normal gable end roof it's like shed style single pitch roofs and in true john of fashion everything is all you know angles and it's just not easy like so Doing all the fascia boards and of course figuring all that out, straighten them out. But those are they're pretty much ninety percent done. Like and there is a row of sheeting on each side all the way. So now I was just I've been doing all the prep work so that when I do get help or when I get started, it'll go quick. Like we can get it sheeted in a day and then so yeah, that's where I'm at with the house. But we still have to that's the thing. Wednesday we're going to pick out roofing. And siding cuz can't pick out the roofing till we have the siding picked out like well the house is black the roof's going to be black <laughs> like there's black shingles like just go pick them out <laughs> they might want some brown in them oh okay so
2: you've got some a serious turkey problem over there at the new place though
1: so. so yeah the turkeys are are assholes Because, like, I mean, every morning I'd see them. Now that I've messed with them, they're they're kind of, like, they'll still... Well, I take that back. So, what night was it? It was, like, Tuesday and Wednesday. Or Monday and Tuesday last week. I'm out there, and I'm working on the fascia board. I'm out by myself. Like, my little speaker's broke, so I don't have no music going. And... I'm putting on my brackets to hold the fascia board. So, cause like I screw a bracket down on one side and I can put the board up and that holds it while I'm truing it up. Every time I hit my impact, gobble like, well, take that back. Right before that, it was starting to get dark. It's like eight o'clock, seven thirty, eight o'clock. I turned off the generators then cause I was just using uh, my, airless stuff, I hear a turkey go to roost, like right in the pines, like right on the edge of the ditch, the creek there. So like 60, 70 yards back behind the house. So then every time I'd hit the freaking impact, he'd gobble at me. I'm like, you son of a bitch. I'm about ready to come out here, come out there and shoot you out of the roost. (laughs) Maybe not, but, (laughs) and so then the next night, my buddy Jason and then Jet was there they stopped over like as I was basically packing up Sh- sure enough same thing like jet hits the impact and the bird gobbles <laughs> like like you just want to screw with me but the the first morning that I actually got to hunt that's when Ann was coming with me to f- film and I'm like we got to be there like at least 7.30 they usually come through right, right around 8 o'clock well She didn't get out of bed. We come rolling in and I'm like, I'm looking to the south, like where they come from. And all of a sudden she's like, oh my God. I'm like, as we're pulling up to the driveway and I turn and look in the driveway and there's two toms strutting down the driveway right past the port a (laughs) they And they just went out behind the house in the back area there and just, we crawled to the tent. And got in theres did, did she enjoy, enjoy that oh yeah she likes the turkey hunt so like, yeah they're ugly anyway I don't I don't mind if you shoot one of those because <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty I mean that's exciting I mean there's birds and they're goblin oh yeah she she likes that she's you know when uh was it last year or year before last when I first brought it got talked her into it and uh, that's you, when you I bounced the, the one, one off the The top of his head (laughs) So And you hunted there with Frank the one day Oh yeah Frank So yeah so There's like a a batch of birds that goes through early And then there's one that comes through later Like right around 10 o'clock is usually a second batch So we got there And Of course Frank got there before me Because I ended up getting up late But I got there like 6.30 And he left his phone at home so I'm like, text him, hey, 6.30. No, he didn't get it. He was waiting. But anyway, so we get out there, nothing. No birds. Finally, like, right, let's just get to work. So we get up to the house, and we're dinking around, getting set up. and Then I'm up working on the front of the house, the fish up there, and he was sitting down on the front porch, and finally I, I got down, and I'm like, man, what time is it? He's like, ah, it's almost 10. I'm like, This is God's honest truth. Like, I'm like, man, it's about time the second batch, like, there should be birds coming through any minute. And I wasn't even a minute, maybe, maybe a minute. I turned around and I'm like, there's one right there in the road, like, crossing the road. And it was a nice Tom. And it ended up being two Toms. He's like, let's get in the tent. So we snuck out, back around the house, got out in the woods, got in the tent. And they're on the other side of the ditch. When I say ditch, it's just an old it's a drainage ditch, creek, whatever you want to call it. And normally they don't cross that, and it's pretty big and deep. Well, they're on the west side of it. We're on the east side. He starts calling, and uh, he gets out the old box call. He hits that, and they just go nuts. And he's like messing with the slate, calling, like, "No, hit him with the box." Hit him with the box again. And so he's freaking cutting it up, and they're just going ape apeshit. They end up coming across, and but then, you know, like I said, I've been kind of messing with them, and I think the dogs might have, you know, like chased them out one day. And uh, they didn't quite want to come in. They stayed out like 50, 60 yards right out in front of us. <laughs> so finally they kind of wandered off. But then in the meantime, we had, we heard other birds coming across the road too, like over on that side of the property. Sure enough, here comes two more toms. They come across the creek as well, but they just kept right on going, like where those other ones went. And then like, I don't know, not even a minute, here comes two more and it was two jakes and they come right into 26 yards and the one standing there like, like a target like perfectly between these two trees and he's all broadside, just like perfectly still, but I only had, I had, well, I had both my arrows, but I'm like, well, if I want to shoot a Jake, I want to shoot it with him in the hat. Like, I really don't want to, you know, if it would have been a big, you know, 10 and inch beard, you know, full grown Tom, I would have tried to get my arrow, but they were, they were pretty alert. Like if I would have been moving around, they might've, But that was the morning, too, that Frank freaking crop dusted me. Like, about (laughs) killed me. I didn't even have a face mask. I had to put my shirt. There's a picture that you posted. That was my shirt. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, we're all closed up in here. There's no breeze or nothing. He's back there dying laughing.
2: Have you ever been overwhelmed by the hundreds of food plot seed mixes out there? Well, you are not alone. And Vitalize Seed has developed a seed program that takes the guesswork out of food plotting. Vitalize seed has two core mixes, the nitro boost and carbon load to keep it simple. Nitro boost is their spring summer food plot mix and carbon load is the fall plot mix. Each having a diverse mix of over a dozen different seed types that are highly attractive to whitetail. Food plotting made simple, but it gets even better. Each mix provides necessary nutrients to the soil, making for better plots each season and saving you money by needing less roundup and less fertilizer each season. The one, two system simplifies your food plots. Just how nature intended. Vitalize seed, make biology work for you. Order now at vitalize Whew, That
1: was bad, but so yes, yeah, so we, he called in six, you know, four times and two Jake's. The only thing I've called into the decoy is four hens. Like they come right in. I could have shot all of them. No problem. It's harder than it looks, but we'll get to that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I could have tried to shoot him, (laughs) but I think it would have been, you know, I mean, they were literally like, well, everyone knows that, everyone who knows us, we put our decoys out about five to seven steps. And I video the, the hens like right in with the decoys. I even called the one right back in. You know, I started purring at her and she just came right back, but haven't had a time in close enough. Man. So what happened with yours? Well, so, <laughs> well, so I, um, I could I couldn't hunt the first
2: day. Well, that near season. So I have a private. Yeah. You have private land. So private it's the land. entire season you can hunt yeah. the whole time through mine started like May 6th. I had to work on May 6th. And then John had a, a party at his house here had like a bonfire that day. And I was going to get up and hunt that next morning over at my buddy's where we've all killed birds. And, um, my daughter and I had gone out and set up a, a blind over there. And I'm trying to get her like involved with the turkey hunting from like what we were talking about with Ann, like just to, for the, the experience of going. So I didn't go in the morning cause she couldn't go. And, uh, then I later on that week, I said, well, Frank, you know, I'll video you. Let's go. Cause last year we could have doubled up and, but he didn't have his bow. He didn't have his tag. He didn't have any of the stuff. So I was like, well, I'll video you down there. And the only way that I'm going to shoot is if, if we can double up, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I, I really want Stella to go and right, like have the experience, to... but at the same time, like how many opportunities am I going to get to double up with right. my father-in-law, you know? So we sit there and of course we, we got in super late. My brother had already killed his turkey. The same day my brother killed his turkey. He sent me pictures of his dead turkey and I, th- I think it was that same day or maybe he had missed one. He missed one. That- he missed one that day. And I'm like, we weren't even set up yet. Like we were not, like we went cruising in there at like 620. And I got a, when we were over there, I put a camera up and like that night that we were at John's house that Friday or Saturday, the here comes, you know, three, three turkeys and two long beards that went down there. So I'm like, oh man, it's a slam dunk. Like Stella, we got to go. So we knew there was birds around there, but they it's right on the river, and they changed a bunch of stuff with the river, and I don't know how that's affected the birds, but they're they're not using it the same way, and I've already had a bobcat and a coyote on there, so that probably doesn't no. you know so we we were down there, and Frank did some calling, and we heard some gobbles like way off, and we couldn't tell really where they were and we sat there we were messing around, and it was like eight eight thirty. That that's the day that we went and scared shit out of John. Yeah. And uh, then all of a sudden this hen, she started going and Frank, Frank got her going and then she shut up, but she was coming closer and then all of a sudden she was right there. And so Frank's left-handed, so he was set up to shoot towards the decoys one way and I was videoing him. So I videoed him coming in and coming across and it was a hen and I think she saw us. And, you know, John, you've got a bunch more insight on this just based on, like, the, the equipment because we're using one of those, like, 360 blinds or, like, a 270 blind, yeah. which is kind of great in theory. I mean, they're, they're really cool unless you have, like, the sun behind you or, like, any sort of, like, open sky or, or anything.
1: Yeah, you got to have some kind of backdrop that keeps it dark because they can silhouette you through those that happen. Same tent, same place you know what two years ago when i was down there had the birds they can definitely see you moving in there so so i and that i think that was
2: tuesday because i was off tuesday wednesday thursday that week so so tuesday um no off tuesday wednesday had to work thursday and then i was off friday and then we left on friday so we go and uh Frank just can't get a shot and she the the hen seen us and she just kind of scooted over. She didn't go over to the decoys. And then the Toms didn't it was a Tom and a Jake and the longbeard he had no idea. He just followed the hen. And I could have shot him 17. I could have shot Adam 17 times. I mean, but I didn't have a I didn't have a arrow on my rest. I had two arrows set over on the side. And um but nothing. You know, no shots. Uh, he was, for me, he was like 20. When he got out in front of Frank, he was probably like 26, 28. But it would have been like through some stuff. Hmm. And then the Jake just kind of followed him. And he he messed around out there. And like I said, the, the, those two birds had no idea that we were there. But the, the hen, she, she didn't like it. Um, and Frank had killed a bird over there a few years back that – had a broadhead already go through his leg. So we were not the only guys hunting that area anyway. So, so then we just packed it up, went over to, to John's and, um, the next day, well, it's not true. So that day we went to the, the Bowman's club and shot our bows. And my, if, if you follow along with us or you shot with us at the, Total Archery Challenge. My brother-in-law, Chris, he just shoots all my old stuff, and then he shoots arrows that he picks up along the way, because he doesn't have any arrows. Uh, he uses that bow. He shoots it, like, at the Total Archery Challenge, and then maybe once or twice throughout the season. Like, one arrow. <laughs> but he doesn't really understand, like, the sight the sight tape, or, and this is for a lot of you guys that are setting up multi-pin sights, doesn't underst- he didn't understand, like, how a multi-pin sight worked so multi-pin slider yeah well yeah multi-pin slider so chris of course has he 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 missed a deer just on that same principle he had a deer out there about 30 he died, the sight was set at 50 or something wherever it was from the total archery challenge and he just uses the second pin and he's like, it must be my 30 yard pin shot right over it under it. I don't know what he did, but regardless. So this year was going to be different. So I got a bunch of arrows, the arrows that he had last year. I weighed a bunch of arrows. We figured out like what he could shoot, got him shooting, Explained the sight to him, went out there, shot while well, I had, a hundred arrows that all weighed the same. And I'm just launching these, but I took my quiver off of my bow to do that. And so I was just shooting, 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 shooting. And uh, I want to get into that a little bit, just about releases and stuff like that, but got him all set up. And then the next morning I got up and hunted with my friend Bernie. He'd never turkey hunted before. So we went out to John's favorite piece of public, which I, well, yeah, it, it works out just as John would expect. Um, but I'd gone out there after we went to the Bowman's club, I ran out, I picked up my daughter. I don't know if she had something, she had girl scouts or something. I'm not sure, but I went out there and I scouted and I see there's two different fields that had birds in them at night and I didn't have time to roost them, but I kind of had an idea of where they were going. And so one is like really secluded and one's like super out in the open. So I was like, well, and I talked to Frank about him. Like, we'll go back to this super secluded one. I've called birds from back in there. I just never have set up all the way back in there. And we go back there and get set up and I could have just picked either field. Well, I picked the wrong field. So we walked in like half a mile or whatever. And there's turkeys gobbling like all around us but nothing like right. Well, the turkeys were kind of where I thought they were going to be, but they just moved off. And I don't know if they moved over to that other field or they just picked their way through the woods, but we kind of walked and called our way over to that other field. And we could see where there was a bunch of scratch and there was a bunch of poop. And it was where these big, big Oak trees were. Um, There's two fields that, that uh, John and I and Frank had hunted in and, Right outside of that on the edge of this other big field that they tried to put a stalk on a bird on. Um, I think that's where those birds had roosted. And, you know, if you follow the hunting public or like any of the guys that talk about it, like there's, there's water there. There's, I mean, this, this kind of has everything. It's it's, yeah. it's, it's these big ag fields and it's, it's public. So, and he had a shotgun. So I didn't even bring my bow or anything. I just was the caller. And man, it was super fun. He's one of my buddies. Like one of my best friends from the Marines and it's just fun getting out, I bow hunted with them and stuff like that. It was just a fun fun day. But so we start working our way over, pop up in that other field. There's four times out in this field. And you know, they're they're way over there. They're 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 like almost exactly where they were at the night before, which is like untenable and like f- there's a lot of distance that we could move through the woods to get over there so we move through the woods and it's water and nasty just gross we pop out and look over there and call a little bit and uh, they kind of th- th- I think they were going to breed ahead out there because they were like chasing each other around and then when I started calling they all kind of like pushed back over to this one side so I'm like well that's not really working, I don't think. So, I'm we're just going to keep pushing further and further and kind of try to get to that edge. So, we moved up another 100, 200 yards. We were probably in the like the, the second third of the field. There's probably one more third to go. We popped out right there, and their turkeys were, were, were out there on this little ridge. So, I started calling. Well, I had him get set up. And when we were getting set up, like there was a hen right there that seen us. And she just kind of took off, but those turkeys didn't pay any mind. They were far enough away. They were, you know, still a couple hundred yards over there. And so I started calling once he got set up and then they started working over and working over and then a hen started calling. And so I was just doing exactly what she was doing and, uh, that hen worked over in front of us and those turkeys kept coming and coming. And I'm like, all right, it's just a matter of time, you know? So I kind of shut up and just let those turkeys go call again. And they, they, and, and he, he looks at me and he's like, they're coming, they're coming, you know? So like, all right. Give a couple more yelps.
0: Boom, boom.
2: (laughs) There was somebody set up in that other corner of the field. And I just happened to call them (laughs) Over over to them. And so they never even. They never even called, uh, did they? No. And we, we never popped out of the field or anything. We just watched them. So, I don't think that, I mean, may, they probably heard me calling, but, like, they never saw us. They never even looked our direction or nothing. Like, when they left out of the field, they weren't, like, looking over there. They weren't doing anything. Did they get the bird? Oh, yeah. It was. I don't know if it was a Jake or whatever. I couldn't see. But. Well. They were just set up there. So, so then I worked on Thursday and then we flew out on Friday. Oh, my favorite spot. But I was like, I'm going back there and I'm gonna set up exactly where it is. So I'm gonna go and I'm gonna get set up. I'm gonna take the decoys. I'm just gonna work I'm going to walk back in there. I have a good idea of where I need to be, and this is gonna be my last hurrah. So no blind, running gunning with a bow. And so I had some cameras with me for filming my buddy. So I, I filmed a little bit of it, but my um, action camera got like the battery. Was, it must've been on in my backpack, but I brought a, a power bank and I was like, Oh, it's a big power bank. I'll just set it and I'll just record the whole thing. I had it on loop, but I didn't bring the full like big camera and tripod and all that stuff because John, how many times have you went out by yourself with no blind on public land with all your camera gear, whether it's bow hunting deer or turkeys or whatever. And then everything went perfect. Never, never, never. So I was like, well, if this goes well, I'll have it on the action cam. You know, it'll be, it'll be cool. Um, and I think you guys can tell where the story is going. Uh, (laughs) but so I, I get up super early because this is a spot where... Well, then you had to stop because the decoy's at yeah, my place. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. This is a spot where it's super high pressured. I'm hunting this field where it's very visible. Like, I'm not the only person that's seen these birds. The, those other guys were the only other guys on the property that day, and they killed the bird. So, And that was another thing. Like, I'm going right back to the same spot where they. Ki- I know a bird was killed. So it's not like, you know, did it happen? So I go over in the dark at John's and not to his house, like to where he's building this house and the decoys are still out. One of them was was out. So I'm just running around in the woods, looking for the decoys and he had moved the tent like further back in the woods. So I didn't even know where that was. So I was like over, I'm like in the ditch. And one thing. (laughs) I told you I was going (laughs) to move it. So, so one thing about turkey hunting in and, You know, John can chime in here at the end about like how serious of turkey hunting we are. Is that I don't ever think about like a headlight or green light or having any sort of light. Because I just figure like we don't, I don't need it. Like I'm just going to be, you know, I know we pretty much know where we're going. You think about like when we got right underneath those birds that were roosted there. Like we didn't have a light. Ugh. We went only phone. only cell phone. Like not even cell phone flashlight. Just cell phone screen. Yeah. So that if I were to like redo this story, I would definitely have some sort of a light <laughs> because I go over to John's. I don't have a light. It takes me a while to find these decoys. Find the tent. Find the decoys. Only found one stake. Took to both the decoys. Fly over there. Get there. Nobody's there. And I'm like, all right, well I got to hustle, you know, I feel like it's getting light. It, it wasn't, it was, it was still like before six o'clock, but like the sky starting to light up, you know, I haven't heard any turkeys or anything. And, uh, I go and I just keep walking down this field edge and I didn't want to get all the way to the corner where those guys were at. Cause I, I got exactly where I knew those turkeys wanted to be. Like there's like a high spot in the field and then it it like crowns over to this edge. And like wherever you're at, like if you were at the driveway of this big field, or if you're in the corner where we approached them from before, like they're they always kinda, on the mound. They're all well, there's they're always just over it. So you see them pop up and they do some stuff, but they always go back down into those like shadows. And I think I've heard people talk about like where they want to be like kind of where it's cool, where there's going to be bugs, like and that sort of stuff, but they could still be seen.
1: You right. Know? They can still be seen, but then they can also. Hide. and so back to, well, (laughs) yeah, we're not even there yet. So
2: I, I do all this stuff. I get the decoys out. I get them strapped to my backpack. I'm looking around in the the thing. I see my quiver from the Bowman's club with all these arrows, these arrows that don't have it. They're just field point arrows, pull my bow out of the case. And then I'm looking around in the back of the Jeep and there's no fricking
1: when quiver. you say your quiver, this is like your target my, quiver.
2: My, yeah. So, my quiver from the Bowman's Club, which had 50 different arrows in it, right. and then my hunting quiver that had my arrows with the broadheads on it was nowhere to be found. Right. And I'm like, did I take it out and put it in the garage? Like, whatever. I'm like, fuck.
1: It's getting- You got to clarify that. Because that's where, <laughs> like, when you first told me, like, you, well, you had the quiver, oh, it was your- Hip quiver. Your hip quiver. So. <laughs> your target quiver, and then you have your detachable bow yeah, quiver. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm like, oh my God. So
2: I look around in the Jeep, move all the stuff around, you know, took my backpack out, did all my stuff. I didn't take everything out of the Jeep, but, and it was getting light and I felt, felt like I needed to hustle. So I'm a problem solver and, uh, I have one broad head in a box in my, cause I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Go home. I never make it back. I mean, I got to pack up my bags and all my stuff to leave. So I'm like, well, I mean, I went like, I feel like Ernie, you know, when he tells the story about the first deer he ever killed, where he just had a bow in one hand and three arrows in the other. Well, I only had two arrows in the other. And one of the arrows was a bear shaft that I had to use to stake up one of the decoys. Cause that was what was in my, <laughs> In my bow case. So I screw this broad head on there and I'm thinking, well, this is either going to be like a regular turkey hunting day that you don't see anything or they never got close enough or like you mess it up or it's going to be epic. Right. But like, I've never like really needed more than one arrow. I mean, I guess last year I did, but I was like, That wasn't even there, you know, because that was like preset, scouted, blind, whole works. So, I go run down this field edge, get set up. And like John alluded to, like we set the decoys up like five to seven yards in front of us. And I don't think they were that far away from me. Five to seven steps. (laughs) (laughs) So, there was this opening with this, this tree in there. So, I'm like, all right, well, I can get back in there. I think I can shoot. I broke some little um, branches down or whatever. So I had a nice, like one little, you know, three foot thing to shoot through. But otherwise it was, I couldn't even shoot to the decoys. I put the decoys back more towards the truck right on that edge. Cause I knew these, these, these turkeys weren't like going to sneak up on me from the truck. Right. And I knew like which way they'd be coming from. And I had a crick to my back. So, I was like, I'm fairly certain they're not going to like just come barreling through the crick, you know, behind me. So, there's only one way they could come. So, I was like, well, I'm going to be able to see them. And, man, I sat there and I sat there for probably a half hour, 45 minutes and like nothing. You know, I gave a couple like soft yelps and, and it was nothing, like dead silent. And it was light. Like it was really light. And I was like, man, this is gonna like well, it's not a big deal. I only got one arrow, right? right. And then all of a sudden, like birds just started gobbling everywhere. And you would think after you know uh, a turkey was killed, like exactly where I was at. This is the most hunted piece of property in the county. So not anybody that knows that it's not like public that it's not big. It's not a secret to anybody.
1: No. Um, not just hunters. Like, there's all kinds of people, like, go there to walk their dogs and shit. That's what happened to me the last time I turkey hunted. I was like, you know what? Screw this. But so, a lot of people.
2: But these turkeys were gobbling everywhere. And, I mean, if I heard 10 gobbles, I heard a 1,000. I mean, and it wasn't, like, just these birds or anything like that. And And that kind of goes into, like, after like that bird got killed in front of me and Bernie, we just like worked our way back to the car, went in, and there's a spot. If you go back to the the podcast that we talked about uh, when last year when I um, called in the bird or we like called walked in on those birds, and Eric missed the one because the choke malfunctioned or whatever. We were going back towards that spot and right where we had kicked some birds off, like we didn't even, I told Bernie, I was like, we need to be quiet right here because like we need to just kind of like sneak and peek our way up here. Dude, we didn't even get halfway down that little tunnel. Oh, bird gobbled right there. This is, I mean, a bird was just killed over here. Like there was a guy target practicing, like just sitting there with a folding table, like just shooting into the berm. Yeah. and. These birds are gobbling and that bird, we like, we did like the, the, the circle, like we'd go this way and he'd gobble over here and then we'd circle back around and he'd gobble over there. And I'm like, well, like, this is pointless. Like, I don't know where he's at because there wasn't any like fields. It was just, he was just in the woods, you know? And I wasn't like, we didn't have a whole bunch of time. Like there was a turkey there, but I was confident that there'd be turkeys where we were at too. I didn't hear any more gobbles, what we called in a hen over there. I mean, and we called in a hen to like would have been it at our decoys. Like it was, it was probably like six feet from where we were sitting, just out in the wide open, just sitting there. And that like running and gunning, like with a with a with a shotgun, is really kind of something that I miss. Like not <laughs> n- not the fact, but just like not having to set up to like have to draw or whatever. Right,
1: like, just getting t- hunkered into a tree. Yep. And getting laid down with the ticks.
2: Well, but I just think like the, I think, I think we, um, I think we overthink it a lot with a bow. I think that we are like, oh, we have to be right here. We have to do this. And I think when we used to gun hunt, we, we counted more on like the calling and the setup and like being in the right spot where with a bow, like, I feel like you have to be like, everything has to be perfect. You know? I mean, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's true, though. I mean, with the gun, you're not trying to draw back or anything. You're just basically, if you're laying up against a stump or a tree and, you know, you're down low, just get hunkered in and freaking have your guy calling, you know, 10 feet behind you. And, yeah, but with a bow, like, I mean we did it up north. You know, I mean, you got drawn back on a couple. Just eight, one.
2: Well, no, remember, I drew back on the second one and that's when I got busted. Yeah. Cause you're like, they're too far.
1: Yeah. They were, <laughs> those are way far. But, but yeah. I mean, you shot at the one. That was when I lost the glove. But so back to your, yes, I, I do kind of miss that cause it's just like running and we don't really do that much with the bow anymore. Well, I haven't really got to hunt much, but it's just been. I see a bird cross the road, I run out back and get the blind.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was, like, totally, like, reinvigorated. I was like, man, this is so much more fun. And, I, I mean, I used to do it out there, never successfully, obviously. Um, but I crawled around with my bow so much. And, uh, but, you know, lots of times where I got set up where I could have shot him with a gun. Um, but it just, just different. But anyway, so these birds sounded like there was a couple that were pretty close, and I, I didn't realize there was another field behind me. So, these birds were gobbling, like, like, so, like what John was saying, like, if I was facing, basically south, east, these birds were north, west of me. Actually, it was vice versa. I was facing southwest, and these were northeast of me, but so I, like, there wasn't a there was a hen, like, 400 yards out in front of me, just picking her way through. I'd call. She never really picked up her head. And then, like, it's like the... There's a little bit of, like, the elk hunting thing, like, scenario, where... Think you're hearing... You think you're hearing bugles. You think you're hearing gobbles. Like, you think you're hearing all this phantom stuff. And these birds were just freaking right there. So, there was none of that, but there was... There's sandhill cranes, and there's geese, and then there's every single Tweety bird, like... Known to man. They're so loud. Oh, it's louder than hell out there. And so, I got back up in the woods, and I popped over, and I actually crossed the ditch, and I got out into that field, and I started calling. And those birds, like, immediately hammered, like, like bam. And I couldn't tell if it was one bird or, you know, but it was like, they were on top of it. And it, in, in hindsight, they were like double goblin, but I think it was like both Jake's. Like there's there's three jakes that that ended up coming in and if you are a fan of the meat eater these are the super jakes these were the like four or five inch like straight up beards right you know but uh anyway so I was like oh shit. so i hopped back over the the crick and uh, i called and i used the mouth call like that's what they were like getting off on this like raspy hen uh that uh Tj miller sent us he or T.J. Jordan, rather. T.J. Miller's the actor. T.J. Jordan, he uh, he made those calls. And I just, you know, was doing some hard cutting in those birds. Like, once I crossed there and I I hit the call, they were closer. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, something's happened. So, got my bow. I gave like a little purr and then a couple of clucks and it gobbled again. There. So I was like, okay, grab my release, grab my bow, got set up, looked up and those, um, right up from that corner, here comes three red heads. So I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like, so I reached down and I turned on the camera cause it had died and it, it turned on. So I was like, okay, well hopefully it charged up a little bit and it got like four seconds. But anyways, here comes these birds and they just come running like legit running in. So I didn't have to worry about it. There was a a tree like off to my right. So I just pulled up, drew back and again, like old quick straw McGraw here who doesn't ever get to full draw and then lets his bow not go. You know, I anchored in, I settled in, I leveled my bubble and I just held it there and I seen them coming. And I, I had all three of them in the, the scope housing at one time. Then the first one I put my top pin like right underneath his beard, like a frontal shot. I shot and it was just feathers and flying. And then he's just standing over there and he's like, kind of like looking around and he's like doing the shoulder thing, you know, and he flaps his wings and I'm like, Oh man, he's going to fall over. Like he's totally going to fall over. And then he just like walks over. He's kind of like, like John was talking about, like the pimp strut, you know? And then he walks out there and I'm like, what the fuck? I, that was my one arrow. That's the <laughs> only arrow that I had. And the other turkeys, the other two are over just packing at my decoy. And like those turkeys came in like, like I was joking around with Bernie. Like that other turkey, like there was four in the field, now three come running in. I felt like they were like, Reggie, where you been, man? (laughs) Like, what's what's the deal? Like, we thought thought they got you. You're back. So, they're over there, and then he's off to the side, and he's like 30 yards away now. And I get my phone out and I take a little video of him. I'm was
1: like, he like I, laying down or No, shit?
2: well, he like, he like, lay, that hen laid down right in front of us, with me and Bernie the other day. I'd never seen that before in my life. But no, he, it looked like he was like laying down. and I was like, man, he's going to die, like right there. And then he was like flapping his wings. And then he's just like kind of like walking around. And he shot his dick off, is what happened. Well, <laughs> you got, <laughs> as we, if as we transition to the total archery challenge talk, there is a thing that was 12 of them or them, And, uh, this was a, this was not a 12. <laughs> this was not a 12. Um, so they got out there and they started working back like where they were going to go. So I guess in that situation, John, what do you do?
1: At that point with one arrow, you're no arrow. No <laughs> arrow. Well, uh, same thing I told you before. Run the fuckers down. <laughs> well, that's so. When they were all looking
2: away from me at about thirty yards, I just came out of there like Sasquatch, like a hundred <laughs> miles oh, of shit. Time. And uh, uh, that turkey was fine. <laughs> he, <laughs> they all flew, and then they landed,
1: and then they ran, and there wasn't there wasn't one behind another one. There was nothing, and. He was just missing his penis. It was laying there next to your arrow, wasn't it? <laughs> so I went over there, and there's a ton of feathers, and my arrow is completely clean.
2: It must like, be a Bud Light drink. <laughs> there's, there's no there's no
1: slime, there's no sludge, there's no, you know, if you shoot through uh, an animal. Right, unless you shot him in, like, the legs, there's not a whole lot there. It wouldn't even left a mark. But it would. there would have been a blood or something,
2: like... I don't know. Maybe. But but like in the broadhead or something, like the broadhead, it's completely clean. It's a, it's a, it's an inch and a half sever.
1: Like there would have been some sort of something. Well, you just, I mean, well, you hit them, like, obviously you got feathers. So, so there was like one little like
2: drizzle. And when I say that, I mean, if you, if you were to take like, I don't know, like, You caught yourself shaving? (laughs) If you like had some super glue or something, like (laughs) just a little like not even like and then there was one other feather that had like a spot, like a pinhead size spot of blood on it. (laughs) And that was it in this entire green field. And so what I honestly believe is that I shot through his feathers, like underneath, and I think the like the tit on the broadhead that opens it up, like got him in the leg.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you nicked as, you know, like, you know how hard their legs are, and there's not a whole lot of anything to them. But so that brings me to this question that I've like,
2: I, all of my struggles, bow hunting turkeys, right? Mm-hmm. Is it like, is it just finally like unethical for me to hunt turkeys <laughs> <laughs> with a bow? nah I, I mean turkeys. well but they're still a living creature you know I mean well, he was fine we have a we have a lot so that's where that's we I, have a lot less respect for turkeys than we do for deer <laughs> I, I I mean
1: I'll, yeah th- and that's that's true but it doesn't mean that that's right no no exactly that's why so like what two years ago when I was like I'll shoot a Jake I didn't even like I'll I'm going to shoot him in the head with a normal arrow. Like, so if I get him, I get him. If I don't, it's going to be a clean miss, you know. But
2: I wasn't even in like, because that's, I mean, you remember talking to Doc and he was talking about hunting turkeys with a bow and he's like, you just need to shoot him in the head because their vitals really aren't that much different size than their head. Now, granted, if you get a broadhead that opens
1: up or, or whatever. Um, but, I, I mean, I think that's... But I, You know, like, you sh- shot that one in the wing, whatever. Like, we never found it. I've shot, like, birds, you know, shot that one three times. I think I hit him twice. Like, were, <laughs> neither one of them were lethal. That was one of the original pimp stroll. Like, you know, there's one on our local Facebook thing with, mm-hmm. with a, and it was a it was hen. a hen it was a hen and it looked like a crossbow bolt to me almost but she's walking around with a freaking arrow sticking out of her and you know the lady's like oh my god what do we do with the bird like and the DNR nothing. didn't care no they they were like it's not dangerous yeah, yeah just which you would think they might do something since it was a hen because obviously you obviously can't, you can't shoot. shoot hens in the spring season but but I, you know, I don't. Maybe someone shot it because it wouldn't get off their porch. I don't know. Tell the lady quit feeding them in their backyard, and it wouldn't have that problem.
2: Yeah, hasn't she ever heard of CWD? <laughs> <laughs> CWT. <laughs> but, but now I mean, it's one of those those things. Like, I, it's a it's a it's the duality of bow hunting. It's like why I love bow hunting. It's because everything can go right. And then inevitably, it's not. You're not successful. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I don't know. I I I I feel like I feel pretty validated in like that. That was able to happen, just in the fact of like the turkey hunting side of it, right? Like, that's pretty cool. But yeah, not if you. I mean, but that only happens. If I only have one arrow. Because if I would have had my quiver and ten cameras, no turkeys would come in. I would have sense I would have seen seven guys, I would have seen a clown, I would have seen right. <laughs> I would have had like a a, a a glider pilot land in that field. Like it is uh ultra light, you know. Right. Be, just because of like everything that's ever happened like on that property. And or turkey. I mean, I had a guy shoot at that bird out in front of me when I was gun hunting, all set up, you know, and decoys out and everything. Yeah. And now I called in one for some other guy. And thanks, you thanks, know, thanks,
1: Adam. So if so you're let us listening, know next time you're
2: out. So if you're listening and you heard this amazing hand back there in the woods behind you, you couldn't believe that it drew these turkeys in for you. Um, yeah, that was me. Um, but I don't know. I mean, but it was so fun. Like and the bird, and here's the pitch of it too: is those birds were still gobbling. There's birds gobbling everywhere, and I'm like, I'm out of fucking bullets. Oh, I didn't even get back. So, so I'm like, all right, it's over. Like I'm done hunting. Like it's, it's not, not it's not my day. I gather up my stuff. I go back to the truck. I put my bow in there. I. Unscrew the broadhead, put it in the thing. I'm out, of, I'm out of arrows, you know. I just kick myself, right? Putting everything in there, shuffling around. I move my bow case, and my bow case is on my freaking broadhead quiver. So, You're the, hunting my quiver. arrows right that there. I would have needed were there the whole time. So, <laughs> the moral of the story is don't be like me, but also... Have a light, have a light, have a light, but be a little more prepared, but so I got the next, uh, two days off. So I think I'm going to hunt. I think I'm going to hunt Wednesday. Um, I'm not sure where I'm going to go. I mean, this is a killer setup. (laughs) I mean, I'd have to go tomorrow and, uh, see if the birds are still out there. But I mean, but I've got, I've got another spot set up where, um, for Memorial Weekend, I think I can take my daughter out there and we can have opportunity. I want to set up a blind and,
1: uh, and need kill to get, one. Need to get this done because we need to get. I need to get my bow set up for tag. <laughs> well, you just need to shoot one. You can shoot one from an elevated position. Just
2: sit on your roof, have your bow up there, and your uh. Not, I
1: haven't. I mean, I've seen them the one day coming back through. It's what
2: 111. You
1: got to tape yeah (laughs) we'll see if that mean that my bow is still set up for the 75 yard pin or 75 pound limbs but like right now it's turned down i got the 60 pound mods in it with and it's turned down like three cranks or, or it's probably about 52 to 54 i haven't measured it for them magnus heads so I think those arrows, those
2: zinger arrows that I got, I think, I think they're right. They're all within,
1: like. I didn't have to cut mine down. They were, like, plenty long enough. And that's what I have my, that turkey head on. I sh- They shot good out of it. But that was with the turkey turbine. And, but I did have to index it because. Those new arrows, those zinger arrows were short enough where if I didn't have it indexed right, it would hit my sight. It is close to my finger. Like <laughs> if I had my finger out, it might, you know, cut oh the tip off. God. No, thank you.
2: Um Well yeah, I think they're I think my arrows like completely set up on those um the ones that are the quicker arrows, the ones that are a little bit lighter, It's like four sixty two. And I think that's all the same as all my, the rest of my arrows. So I set my, I got my tape set and got everything squared away for that. And if you heard me talk about shooting at the Wisconsin thing, like I was shooting the hinge, like a, a like an idiot. Like it was, it was like a hundred percent target panic. And then that translated. And then I got home and I, I, I lost one of those, those arrows, um, out there in the backyard somewhere um because i just just yanked it and so i was like you know what i'm i'm done i went up to 10 yards and on that that those big shot targets they've got like a couple of different 11s and then the 14 and i was just shooting at those little tiny spots and just waiting and i turned i changed that hinge so it it rotates like uh, the head rotates so far. Like I got to pull it back so far. And, um, I just did, I shot probably 50 arrows like that. I don't know. And like, now I get like what you're seeing, like what Ernie says he sees, like where you see the whole thing and you're just holding there and waiting. Like, I've never had that in my lifetime. And so now like getting out there, like when I went and shot with Chris, like, my first shot at like 80 was like freaking like dead nuts. Now it's like, okay. The frustrating thing though, is I think, and like, how do you deal with this? Like when you have to rotate so far, like keeping your form, like the, well, that's, and I don't, I don't mean the form as much as like
1: where my anchor point is. Right. That's the hard part. That's why I don't, I don't like having to, cause that's what would happen with that that too smooth the black one after that adjustment like screwed up there was times where i'm like rotate 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 and then all of a sudden yeah now my anchor point so then i start thinking about that and that's the wrong like i'm gotta just be rotating and having it go off so you know yeah i adjust mine so i get to my click and then it rotates you know but it's not to the point where it's so far back like what what you're what you're doing yeah i think you just need to keep shooting it shooting it shooting it and then once you get comfortable with that then you can do the adjustment like you you can only do so many things at one point you know like you're like that night we built the bows you know you're like adjusting it and doing this well let's get rid of the click or let's do like add the click but then give it some more just like working on a bow you should only do one thing at a time like because you you don't know what, what, what's working for you. Hmm. But, yeah, that boat, I mean, it's it's shooting I, really well. Like I I'm, do need to double check it. You know, like we need to put it back on there and check the timing. I mean, you've shot it enough now where those strings are settled in. Yeah. Especially before we go up to tack. Yeah. So we're, I'm not sure, did I, I put that on the draw board. Did I check the timing before we finished up on that one? I know we had to do it on the other one. I'm not sure I
2: think I, I don't think you like finished it up because I think you're like it's going to stretch so it doesn't matter he's like you just got to shoot it yeah. but yeah so we're going to be up there Thursday through Sunday we're going to do the cookout on Saturday we'll get more details on that because I think we're we got some we got some harebrained ideas um, for that. So, we got a couple of different options. But we're going to do pulled pork. TJ, he told me he did make all those brats. So, we've got like, I think he said like 16 so, or 18 pounds of venison brats. Are we bringing a Traeger? Or I don't think so. I think we're going to get everything
1: like. Oh, well, we're going to the brat. Yeah, we're going to have to make sure that we've got a grill. Well, because Eddie lives literally right. Okay. He's got the same Traeger I do. Okay. And so we get, as we add to, we could even cook them there. So, okay. Go pick them up. Cause he's right down by the, the iron fish.
2: Yeah. So we got 16, 18 pounds of venison brought some like regular ones, some jalapeno ones. Going to be good. TJ mayor. Great. Great dude. Uh, look for the guy with the, uh, Fred bear tattoo on his leg <laughs> and then ask my cousin, Chris, or, uh, <laughs> John's cousin Chris about yeah. that. Um, But, uh, but anyways, we were, I was going to tell you about the, the, I don't know if I even told you about this. We were shooting at the, you had to shoot the Sasquatch. It was like 70 yards. And if you hit in the thing, like the closer you got to that, you got more raffle tickets. And, uh, there's this guy who's like a, like serious 3d shooter. Brent, Brent knows of me shot against him, like really good shot, you know? And because I couldn't shoot worth Worth shit, right? I'm just up there. I was like, oh, you know, I'm gonna give you guys a lesson in target panic Phew, send an arrow like into the front, <laughs> like into the road. Um, I hit, hit on most of the rest of them, I think, but anyway, I saw so I'm out there just making jokes, you know, whatever. And this dude, he's shooting a hinge and he shoots. Phew. Brent. Hey, Brent. I said, uh, he's your buddy, right? I said, you need to talk to him. He's got something going on with his bow right before it goes off. Every time there's like a click, in it. <laughs> <laughs> he was like dead. And, uh, so his, his buddy, you know, gets done shooting and I was like, Hey man, you got like a click in your bow or something. You know, every time, right. And he, he looks at me and he's like trying to explain to me about the release. And I was like, I'm just fucking with you, man. <laughs> Oh um, shit. Oh uh, what a guy. But it was like so quiet, you know. I was like, "Oh man, he's shooting."
1: I was like, oh, I was like, "Hey." <laughs> <laughs> Speaking but, of that, so that was your bow, wasn't it that the when I did the string like your cable guard just like slid right out. Uh the rod. The
2: rod. The yeah. rod, yeah. Still has some big giant like stainless steel. Oh, that's right. It was <laughs> completely missing the
1: missing the set screw. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well. That'll just, that'll that'll remind you like, hey, I need to check that. Yeah.
2: Well, like, I don't know. I I talked to kind of everybody about like me and gear and it's like, I'm, I'm not the meticulous, like I'm not wiping it down. I'm not spraying it with oil. I'm not, I'm going to use it. And I feel like I'm closer to the average end user than I mean, I'm further on the spectrum of, like, maybe understanding more about it and, like, like using it. Like, I don't just shoot my bow 10 minutes before I go hunting or whatever. Right. Um, but at the same time, it's like, it doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to. It just has to work.
1: That's all. Right. <laughs> and I I don't know. I mean. I look at my. We I left shooting? mine out in the tent for four days straight. I know. I <laughs> Anyone know. knows where that's at? I mean, they're like, "Oh, hey, it's a freaking
2: Matthews sitting out here." But that's what you're shooting. You still got that Matthews? Yeah, V three X.
1: Deep V three X. I'm not.
2: What are you shooting for the site on there?
1: I still have my um, Excel bracket with the um, UltraView. Oh, Okay. Yeah, Is Frank. The three or whatever, Hunter.
2: So, when Chris and I were out there uh, shooting at the Bones Club, um, Frank got a, he, he put that Excel sight back on there. Did he tell you that? The Excel or the Apex, you mean? Apex, yeah. And he was shooting them like seven feet, right, like missing the bales and, yeah. oh, I don't know what happened there. Like I'm like, dude, like I ordered him one of these red line sights, the RL2, I think. Because he's like, well, you know, I'm just going to make something work. I'm like, what are you going to make work? Like, you're going to bust a whole bunch of arrows and be pissed. Right. You know, you got your eyes fixed. You got your hand fixed. You got, like, everything fixed. And you're going to just. Throw something on. the. Yeah. And I'm like, it's like 140 bucks for a multi-pin adjustable sight. He's putting it on. The, he's going
1: to shoot the helium. Right. That's why I'm like, why don't you just shoot your Bowtech? Uh, I don't want to mess it up. I'm like, I think you you might know a guy that works on bows at probably Yeah. Well, but, <laughs> but he
2: doesn't want to put in the time to he's, he's, he's in his old age, moving more towards my bows. Fine. I don't want don't I'll, don't I'll fuck I'll with sh- it.
1: I'll shoot it right before I go to Colorado. And but the thing is, he should be shooting that. That's the whole thing. Like, this is all about going out west. Like, you should have your bow set up to shoot that and don't change it. then. Because, you know, realistically,
2: what's going to happen? Because he's got that Montana black gold or whatever on there is fixed, this non-movable four-pin sight or something. So, what's going to happen is he's going to get out west, he's going to, Shoot something just like I did. He's going to shoot something in the deck or he's going to shoot and miss something. It's going to run out there at 60 and it's going to stand there for 45 minutes. And he's going to give it the old, that'll do because right. he's Frank. And where he's going to have a bow at home that he's going to be capable because he wants a, he that bow's 52 pounds. He's going to give it a, another full turn, I think, and try and get. 60-ish. Mm-hmm but he better get on it. But that site just, we just got back and that site just came in. So get that set up. And I was, so this is essentially the same site. I got one right here. And because of the way that this mounts, we can, we can put this housing on there, right. And just flip it over.
1: Uh, It's just a dovetail. This scope, you mean?
2: Yeah. Well, you could. Well, my my reasoning is, and I guess you can take the level off of it, but he's going to be able to get, an, uh, he can put that all the way down to the bottom.
1: What's the other one have?
2: It's the exact same as that. It's just left-handed.
1: Oh, well, why would you want to take this one off? Because you
2: can only go down that far. Well, that's right fine. above above the level but if you flipped it over you could go all the way to the bottom
1: yeah well you know, I mean we could just change it. we need to just screw this peep site a little bit well because that's the other thing too is he's not he's setting this peep site for like 20 like we talked before like set it center your peep site at 50 especially if it's that helium He's not gonna shoot it for anything else. Well let's make it so we can shoot long distance, like let's see if it helps. So he's still gotta set up his bow. I'm I'm
2: confident in mine. M- maybe not like I was getting some kicks. I was watching the arrows. Getting getting some some weird flight. Um Yeah, we need to just go but, back through it. But Chris is gonna be set up. I got no worries about Ernie. Um and the rest of the Yahoos, I think Jack's still buying arrows. Chris, I think, has his arrows. Greg's been shooting. So, Jake's just got a,
1: his bow set up to 85, like maybe like a 6-8 inch group. So, it's going to be fun. I'm, was that Jake that was saying? I don't, I just see the numbers come across. I don't have his name in my. Yeah. Yep.
2: And then, uh. Chris, if you see us out there at total Archer challenge, a John's ordering the, uh, I got to get that ordered, uh, the each hole trophy. And then there's also a, a shooter trophy. Um, so you're going to have to ask us about that sort of stuff, but, um, yeah, looking forward to that little bit, little bit more info to come as far as like where uh, where the cookout's going to be but it's going to be um saturday um and i don't know what what else you got john <laughs>
1: oh my gosh 99 spencers <laughs> yeah don't don't show that off just yet
2: <laughs> we're going to let you wear it on the first hole all right up the up the chairlift
1: um <laughs> But uh, we, may have, we need to have some kind of shooting game before we leave to see see who on the practice range. <laughs> yeah, something like all right. So what else you
2: got? Um, you got to work on before then, John.
1: Well, I gotta get my house roofed. <laughs> Once I get my house roofed, then I can like just kind of chill a little bit because I got all these other projects. I'm supposed to go up and help Ed. Back up there, which is right by Crystal Mountain. We need to do a drive-by of where our house is and kind of, like, get a lay of the land. All right. Well, I could have just done that when I was there Wednesday, yep. Thursday, Friday. But, but yeah, I'm I'm excited this year. I mean, for
2: us, it keeps getting bigger and bigger. We had eight people in the house last year. I think we got 10 this year. Uh,
1: Eric's coming from New York. Greg's That's, coming from New Jersey. It's funny. The other day, we were doing this deck job. So way to run into bernards and there's the guy i don't know if he's the sales manager or whatever at the the pro desk and he i was wearing a tax shirt and he's like you go to that i'm like yeah every year i just it's gonna be my first year you know and he's like i'm coming up and shooting sunday i'm like oh i said well you know we'll be around shooting i said too bad you weren't there all weekend like we usually throw a pretty good party. <laughs> we can't say that the house that we're staying in says no parties. Oh.
2: Okay, no party at our house. Right, having a gathering in the driveway. Yeah. Or, or maybe not.
1: Or maybe, or maybe not. not. Or maybe, maybe it'll be a parking lot party. <laughs> Might be a tailgate. Who knows? Yeah. But. um, It'll be like a pop-up Instagram, like everyone. Yeah, well. Flash mob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tech yeah that's how we get down but i don't know
2: i'm excited about it i still got uh another i think maybe this might be the last weekend for turkey hunting i gotta gotta look at that but
1: yeah it's definitely but
2: i i like i said i I, other than uh getting stella out there it's gonna be really difficult to like top
1: what i've already done i haven't really felt like i've Gave it a fair shake. Turkey hunted, it. Like, like when you're going and you're in your work clothes, <laughs> you know. Well, I've seen so many pictures on,
2: or like videos and stuff on Instagram of guys like, because it, as it gets hotter and sitting in them tents, you know, and I can imagine that that's like antelope hunting, you know, you're so hot just sitting there in the tent. The guys are in like shorts and flip flops and stuff like that. And yeah. Like I said, I, I, that's what, like, like I said, like running with that shotgun, you know like guiding my buddy that like got me like really back and like jacked up about it because I, I felt like there was nowhere that I couldn't go you right. know? and like he'd never killed a turkey before I mean we were scrutinizing that hen like it's a good thing she came that close because <laughs> you know, like definitely it's got, a it's got a beard got a beard <laughs> got a beard nope. oh man it, it was it was fun like definitely it's definitely been a lot of fun so
1: Yeah I don't know Maybe I'll I don't know I doubt I'm gonna Make it out Come on John Maybe if one Comes one or Through the yard What are you gonna do What do you gotta do Sleep Yeah Sleep no. is overrated I haven't been doing That much of that lately So You just need to
2: Get up earlier You're not sleeping Anyways Go sit in the dark For a couple hours Then Go about your day yeah, the commute doesn't change. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's the
1: same. Yeah, but like I said, I think I've screwed with them enough where they're not. They've changed up. Then at move my house. And move. <clears throat> so, yeah, but where to? A tent and, set up over at Mark's. Uh, still getting pictures of birds. Or? I get. I didn't get any pictures of birds that day. But that's what's weird too. Like, so my camera's set up. Or the two that I got from you are set up. I get every car that drives down the road, I get three pictures of it. It's like do 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 do. And I'm like, I know the day that like those turkeys walked right down the driveway, right? And so I'm like, I go through and I find them and I set the the camera off in the truck, because then we're like pulling up and then you can see the birds in front of us. Then they're, I'm like flipping through and all of a sudden, and I'm like, I know that I see birds. They, I know they, the tracks are all right down the driveway. They got to be setting off these cameras. Nope. Like the only time, I, like all of a sudden I'm like scrolling through and I'm like, what's that? Oh, turkeys. But the car set it off because they're already standing right full strut right in front of the camera. Well, I noticed that too. And it looks like they're way up. Must be you need to either be pointed out or they're just moving so slow. That they don't set it off. Uh, yeah, I don't. And I I obviously have it set sensitive because it's off the road and it picks every car that goes by. Hmm. But. And then the other one's pointing right at the port of John. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah, Creeper John. Weird, yeah. What's funny is like most, like. Even I do it. Like you get there, and I gotta piss. I don't go in the portage john. I stand next to it and piss. Well, like, <laughs>
0: there's
1: all kinds of freaking dicks on the camera.
0: Uh, like, look at this
1: guy gets out and pisses next to the portage. john. <laughs> what an idiot! <laughs> but
2: yeah, I mean, it's kind of everything I want to talk about a little bit. So yeah, yeah. Huh
1: all right it's well good to take kind of a break well, i was late because i was had to get some dirt moved because the wall guy needs to get to the spot where we're gonna drill it yeah so
2: the the reason you got john because it's just me and john right. <laughs> John'd be like well i couldn't make it like but no man like like i like, got you you're you're busy dude but yeah it's, it's all part of the it's all part of the fun so um I'm sure you'll be on here before then, but we're, I mean, we're rapidly coming. Was it like three weeks till tack? Yeah. So, gotta
1: so get some shit done. <laughs> yeah, you need to get, you need to get working. So I do have a half dozen arrows on the, like some regular, um, axis arrows. i I'm, I got to see how they all fly. I mean, they fly great with those bullheads at 10 yards, <laughs> but yeah. I, th- I think it'll be fun.
2: But, but all right, man. So, well, that's kind of all we got for today. So, all right. Thanks for listening. See ya.